Hey, good morning. It's Patricia Murphy. It's Monday. This is Seattle Now. Hopefully, you remembered that daylight saving time started yesterday and you set your clock an hour forward. The time change elicits feelings in these parts. In a minute, we'll hear from UW sleep expert Horacio de la Iglesia and check in with some of the city's early risers about how they feel. But first, let's get you caught up. Congresswoman Pramila Jayapal will hold a town hall on Tuesday. She'll give an update on the congressional session and hold a Q&A with constituents. It's the first of the congressional session. The event at Town Hall Seattle is free, and it starts at 6.30. Good news for people who like speeches about the state of things. Last month was the state of the city. Last week was the state of the county. And this Wednesday is the state of Seattle's downtown. Downtown Seattle Association President John Skulls will speak at the convention center's new summit edition, bringing the latest economic data on downtown and its recovery efforts. The downtown core also featured prominently in County Executive Dow Constantine's State of the County address last week, where he proposed a revamp to the county's downtown campus. And in case you didn't notice, this podcast is free. Well, sort of, right? We can only make this show because of listeners just like you who step up and donate to support it. It's our spring membership drive, which means you can get a pretty sweet t-shirt or tote bag as a thank you gift if you make a donation by March 15th. So consider chipping in five bucks a month. That's only 25 cents an episode, which is like two and a half cents a minute. Not totally free, but a good deal. So if you value listening to the show on your morning commute or when you're doing chores or going for a run, make a donation. Do us a solid. There's a link in the show notes. And thanks. Around here, sunlight is serious business. And most of us have an opinion on the twice-a-year ritual of switching the clocks between standard time and daylight saving time. State legislators voted to keep daylight saving time permanent four years ago, but without congressional approval, we are still changing the clocks. And today, you know exactly where you land on this issue. You're either psyched for 7 p.m. sunsets or throwing your alarm clock across the room. Well, maybe you're doing both. And UW professor Horacio de la Iglesia understands. So you may have noticed today that when you woke up, it was very hard to get out of bed. Why was that? Well, you know, you you suddenly were forced to wake up at a solar time that was an hour earlier than what your biological clock wants wants you to wake up at. Horacio is a professor of biology at the University of Washington and an expert in light and circadian rhythm. He says the switch to daylight saving time isn't natural. And that is because our biological clock cannot be easily synchronized by our social clock. It is actually in tune with our solar clock. So when we're in daylight savings time, we're forced to wake up at a biological time that is too early for us. Even if you adore the prospect of 7 p.m. sunsets, the time change is an adjustment, and we're all going through it this week. So producers Caroline Chamberlain-Gomez and Brooklyn Jamerson Flowers set out to talk to some of the city's earliest risers to hear how they manage their mornings. Hi, my name is McKenna Bryant. I am a fifth-year senior on the University of Washington women's crew team. Watching the sunrise on the water is truly 
one of the most like magical things ever and I'm not just saying that because I'm a rower or anything of the sorts but it's a reason why I do love this sport is because I get to be right on the water and I get to watch that happen just about every single day and for the amount of pain and suffering that this sport brings me that's my little without the pun intended light of joy <laughs> that I um that I get. There can be a sacredness to the early mornings for those who have the privilege of watching the day unfold. I'm a morning person, and I always have been. It is my most productive time of day. But I also know, more often than not, it's difficult for people to get up before the sun. Getting a good night's sleep can be hard, and forced early birds need to save every minute they can during those pre-dawn hours. My name is Kathy Kearns and I own a fitness studio and I have to get up early because people tend to work out when they're not working and so that's early in the morning and later in the evenings or afternoons and that's why I have to get up real early. Oftentimes it's really dark when I get up in the morning because it's so early, especially in the winter time and it just stays dark even after I've been up for several hours. Um, but my morning routine is very, I try to keep it automatic. My clothes that I'm gonna wear are already set on my counter. The coffee is set up so that I can just push a button and it'll run and brew while I'm getting ready. I have a very set routine that I don't really have. I can be on autopilot essentially and sort of technically be awake, but be very foggy while I'm still getting ready before I leave. Still, even in her morning fog, Kathy notices how different the beats of the city are during the early mornings. Before the city's awake, it's kind of cool to get up and have such a quiet, sort of peaceful time. At the same time, it can be very lonely. Like when I see another car, I'm like, oh, hey, someone else is up. That's cool. Um, but it is nice because as Seattle's gotten um, probably more congested, more people, you know, it's rare that you get a time where you're the only person on the road. And so it's kind of an interesting perspective or, or viewpoint that most people I know don't get. Um, I'm not naturally a morning person, so it's definitely something if I wasn't doing what I do now, I never would have even knew that existed. Kwame Morrow is a dad, an admin at a Montessori school in Seattle and on the faculty at Goddard College. Producer Brooklyn Jamerson Flowers caught him at his third job as an early morning juice man at Cafe Avoli. I got here at 4.30 this morning. Wake up at 3.30. Well, I woke up a little earlier today just because I couldn't sleep. It may sound extreme, but to Kwame, it makes perfect sense. Time is such a construct, and you know, the way that we view time is a fairly new phenomenon, you know, dating back to the 1600s, right? When, when people, when we quantize time, so, or at least when Europeans, you know, the Western world quantized time in the 1600s, it was taken off of the natural cycle. With the advent of the Industrial Revolution, you know, we mechanized our, our, our time, mm -hmm. which informs our space. That's why I don't necessarily prescribe to the, the clock that we have right now. And he really means it. Being a dad and working three jobs is no easy task and takes a lot of discipline. So in order to do all of these things, I, I split 24-hour, you know, what we would call a day. I, it, 
my heuristic is is just to be able to have six hour days within it. So you know, from 6 a.m. to 12 um, p.m. That's one day, and then from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. is another. So I do a 90-minute uh, deep sleep. I use binaural beats to, to augment my sleep. We had to look this up. According to the Sleep Foundation, binaural beats are a perception of sound created by your brain that tricks it into deep concentration or sleep. For guys who roll like Kwame, the time change isn't really a big deal, but it's not his preference. I would prefer it lighter in the morning. You may find yourself doing a few double takes at the clock for the next couple of days. You know, things could feel off. The morning may not feel as productive. But what do you do when it's your job to literally produce the morning for radio listeners in Seattle? I'm Katie Campbell. I'm the senior producer of Morning Edition at KUOW. Doing this job in news before the sun is even up is is definitely difficult some days. Everybody knows how hard the news cycle can be and how much it can bring you down. And so when you're combating that, plus the darkness, it's definitely a, a mental challenge. It can be a really difficult way to start your day when you turn on Morning Edition and when you hear stories out of Ukraine, or when you hear about a massive earthquake in Turkey and the fallout from that, it, it's a challenge for sure to kind of keep a, right, a, a, some kind of bright morning spirit alive to keep people tuned in and, and help them get started with their days as well. I notice so much about Seattle in the early morning hours. That's one thing I really like about the morning shift. When I'm biking on the Burt Gilman as the sun is rising or sometimes even before it's risen, you get to see, you know, these little whispers of the city as it's waking up. Dawn colors, pinks and purples and all that. It's very peaceful to start your work in until you turn the news on. <laughs> there is something about the early morning and UW sleep expert Horacio de la Iglesia appreciates it too. I'm the kind of person that uh, loves waking up with that sunlight creeping into your window um, and get you ready to go even before your alarm clock goes off. But it's more than just a personal preference. Horacio says humans have also evolved to be in sync with standard time. If we do stay in parent daylight savings time all winter long, Every single morning of the week will feel like Monday morning. If you were living through daylight savings time through the winter, you'd not see the sun until 9 a.m. And in an overcast day, uh, you won't see the sunlight until later. Kids would be walking in the dark to school four months out of the school year. If we were instead in permanent standard time, they'll be walking to school only two weeks of the year in the dark. So then when you rephrase that question, which one of the two you prefer, I bet you that most parents will tell you, I actually prefer standard time. Washington is one of 12 states that have passed legislation that would make daylight saving time year round. Proponents say it's better for productivity and would make the evening commute safer. Well, that creates a huge inequity issue. Because there are many people that have jobs 
jobs that cannot do that. You know, first responders, the, the guy that picks up your trash, they need to be there at 6 a.m. so that the city can get going. So this is going to be, it's not just a health issue, but it's also a very serious equity issue. And while the push to make daylight saving permanent at the congressional level has support, we are not there yet. So grab an extra cup of something warm this morning and try to embrace whatever light comes your way this week. Thanks for listening to Seattle Now. Today's episode was produced by Caroline Chamberlain Gomez and Brooklyn Jamerson Flowers. The show is also produced by Claire McGrain, Vaughn Jones, Jenny Cecil Moore, and Brandy Fullwood. Matt Jorgensen does our theme music. Seattle Now and KUOW Public Radio are members of the NPR Network. It's an independent coalition of public media podcasters. You can find more shows in the network wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Patricia Murphy. See you tomorrow.